We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. to another episode of What the World Needs More of. I am here with Josh Mason. Josh, how you doing, sir? Good, man. I am excited, and we're going to dive right in. The question of the show, what do you feel the world needs more of? I feel the world needs more authenticity and acceptance. Hmm. Um, should, I, should I elaborate on that, or do you just Please. want me to answer? Okay. Yeah, I feel like... Um, you know, the, when I when I search around the internet for content, I always feel like I'm being sold something, or 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 just d something doesn't feel fully aligned with that individual's truth. Now, this isn't this isn't uh, everyone. It's just a generalization, and especially in my darkest days, I, I dealt with about three and a half years of of suicidal depression, panic attacks, and crippling anxiety, and. Um, I needed someone that I can relate to. I didn't need the best credential doctor. I didn't need, you know, the best, uh, the, the, the dude who went to the most amount of school. I just needed someone to talk to me and let me know that it was going to be okay and let me know that he understood or she understood what I was going through. So that authenticity and acceptance, you know, I feel like we're all, we're all these, uh, we all have this inner animal, this inner creativity we all have these pieces of ourselves that we're so scared to bring forward in life. And I feel like if we can just make a habit of accepting, not necessarily having to agree or like that other person's uh, animal and creativity and, and all these little sides of them, then I feel like we can all just come come into the into the space, come into the room. I, I was at a meditation retreat a couple years ago, and, and the teacher said, there's enough space in this room for everyone to show up. And I don't mean physically physical space, you know, like energetic space where everyone can be themselves at the same time. There's enough space for everyone. So, yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. Authenticity and acceptance, the ability to have that conversation, to know that someone's been there, you can relate to them, they see you, they understand you, or it can at least appreciate where you're at based on their experience of being somewhere so close. I, I, I mm. do believe the world needs more of that. Now, here's a question. Mm. Getting to know more yeah. about you and your journey, what would you yeah. say is your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you? And maybe what's one or two life moments that help shape it? My wow factor. Um, I think my wow factor is, is my resilience and my ability to, uh, to, to have survived uh, the ordeal that I went through. Um, should I go into a little bit of a background for a couple minutes? What, what do you think? Yeah, let's hear, let's hear what shaped it. Yeah. Well, basically, you know, I was a pretty normal, uh, 23 year old. I was living in the Lower East Side. I was working in corporate America 
And pretty much in a two week period of time, I just went through uh, what felt like I was tripping on acid. It felt like I was tripping on drugs 24 seven without taking drugs. And I basically felt like I lost my mind completely. And um, I I eventually that spiraled out of control until, until I was dealing with, you know, like I said before, panic attacks and severe, severe depression. And I felt like I had lost my life. And um, I went through three and a half years of traveling around the world. I lived in the Amazon jungle for a year drinking ayahuasca. I don't know if you ever heard of ayahuasca, but I lived isolated in the Amazon working with this hallucinogenic plant medicine. And, and I just uh, dove deep into my psyche, into my, my spirit and, and to, to figure out what the human experience was about, what mental illness was about. I, I, had, I, I, I needed to know if there was something more out there that we hadn't been taught uh, about mental illness. And uh, anyway, through these three and a half years, I was basically just trying to survive every single day. And um, it turned out that I had severe mercury poisoning from mercury fillings and um, sushi and, and all kinds of other factors. And the wow factor that I guess was was created or forged was just my ability to continue moving forward and continue one step at a time, one day at a time. And, um, and, and to, to know the deepest, you know, I feel like I've really been to the deepest depths of this, of, of this sadness, of this depression, of this, of this mental illness word that we throw around, you know? Um, and, uh, and now, yeah, now I'm here, uh, to help, you know, help other people who are going through, through that same, that same state. So I don't know if that answers your question directly, but I just had to say it anyway. It does. <laughs> And what are some of the things that helped? I mean, you went on yeah. this journey and, and you said you were trying to figure out how, what could help with it. What did help? Uh, detoxification changed my life. Uh, deep mercury, parasite, uh, heavy metal detoxification completely changed my life. Like, like I, I said, I was so all in with health for three and a half years. I was doing colonics and float tanks and yoga and stretching and uh, fasting, I would fast for weeks on end, water fasting, juice fasting, and, um, all, er, tons of herbs and all different kinds of supplements. I spent a hundred thousand dollars plus on supplements. And it wasn't until I learned about the seriousness of heavy metal detox and how deeply embedded these toxins are in, in our brain and in our organs and how they just create massive biological, uh, issues um, and, uh, that, so it's that, it's that detoxification that of the colon, of the organs, the tissues, cleaning the body of all of the pesticides, insecticides and, and, and antibiotics and heavy metals and all kinds of toxins that we're dealing with. And, uh, of course the spiritual and emotional cleansing too, you know, accepting oneself and, and loving oneself. It's kind of what what resurrected me back to life was was a combination of total radical acceptance and love for myself and not in an ego way, more so in a way that you would love like a baby or a child, you know, no matter what it did, you still would love it, love that child. And I, I converted my relationship to myself in, 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 in one in that way, as opposed to just hating myself and constantly being hard on myself and. You know, I grew, I, I was a jujitsu fighter for five and a half years. So I was a wrestler before that. So all I had in my consciousness was to be tough on myself, you know? So switching that over to that self-love, that self-acceptance, and at the same time, detoxifying the body, because this body is, is our receiver of consciousness, I believe. You know, I believe this body 
it, when when it's filthy and dirty and clogged up, we can't actually connect to those higher frequencies of, of love and and connection and 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 flow. And when we clean this vessel out, I believe we're able to to better live in harmony with our soul. I yeah, love I love that. Yeah. It's so true. When you can get the blocks out of the way, the natural energy will flow exactly where it needs to go and exactly how it needs to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I went on a course one time where the whole course was about clearing, clearing out all the stuff. Cause if we could clear out all the stuff, then everything would kind of naturally just handle itself. Um, mm-hmm. another, you know, another place I grew up around was this, a, a place we went to called the Goscu and it was about physical structure alignment of the body just through simple stretching techniques. And the belief was when your body is in alignment, it'll naturally heal any ailment way faster than if it was out of alignment, because if it's out of alignment, it's using all this extra energy to try to, you know, tilt your hips properly and keep your head up and, you know, make your shoulders come back. And it's using all this extra energy every time you take a step or walk or breathe or move versus if it's in alignment, all that excess energy that was trying to readjust you and keep you moving forward and standing upright could be used towards healing and regeneration and and building and, and creating. Um, I think it, it's a similar experience you have, which is when your body's using all the energy to try to fight off the toxins and stuff that's built up both physically and emotionally in your body, it doesn't have time to do all the extra good stuff. And, and so when you can uh, free it up and create that space and detox it out and create the natural element to get back to that balance of the ecosystem, all of a sudden, it seems like it brings you back to life. Totally. Totally. I dig that. And on this yeah. journey of detoxification and, and coming back to life and, and really finding yourself and healing, and uh, what's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? <laughs> Oof, well, I got a lot of those moments. Um, I'll say two. I'll say two. Um, the f- one moment was when I was in, in isolation. And uh, I was in isolation in the Amazon jungle. And I was... My, my second time in the jungle, I was uh, in a play, place off Iquitos, which is kind of a, a remotely civilized place. Uh, but the third time, I was in a place called Cantamana. It was a very, very isolated part of the jungle. And I was a 30-minute walk inside the jungle, uh, primary rainforest, 30-minute walk inside, living by myself without any human contact for what was supposed to be 90 days. And this was part of a dieta, which in in ayahuasca, have you ever heard of ayahuasca, by the way, Jarek? Mm-hmm. Okay, but basically, it's um, it's uh, it's always an apprenticeship with with these shamans, right? With these these healers, these native healers, and um, I, I was in that jungle, and I was you know surrounded by monkeys and cockroaches and all kinds of animals, and I was suffering immensely just so it's in so much pain, no human contact. And I was just laying on my floor, literally naked on my floor, staring up at the universe and saying, just, I don't know what else I can fucking give you. <laughs> Pardon my French. I don't know what else I can do here. I've given my whole spirit to try and heal myself. And I just turned up and said, like, I, I surrender. I can't, I can't give you anymore. I've, I've done my all, you know? And, um, just the, the humility that comes with being in that Amazon jungle and experiencing the aliveness and how many things are both living and dying at the same time. The, the jungle is just an intensifier. 
you have all of these creatures living, the plants living so intensely, and then you also have so much death everywhere, and such is the cycle of life. And uh, yeah, that was definitely one moment that I'll never forget. And um, So we're talking about the second moment that made you feel incredibly humble. What was that moment? Okay. Yeah, so um, I was... Uh, you know, towards towards the end of my of my illness, I was uh, I was really at my wit's end. You know, I didn't I didn't think I could handle any more pain and more suffering. And my life at that point became uh, just a total um, a total every hour was just an attempt to stay alive. And um, I had given my all. I had spent all my money. I got into so much debt to try and uh, heal from this illness. And I remember being in Miami and I was literally thinking of ways that I could like escape this life um, without, without like experiencing punishment, right? I, in my head, through my ayahuasca, through my spiritual journey, I was just like, okay, if I, if I take my own life, it's not gonna be good, a good thing. I just had that feeling. I, I couldn't explain it. I don't know the exact details of what happens after life, but I just knew it wasn't gonna be good. And I was like, all right, well, if I swim out to shore, if I swim out to the ocean as far as I can and I get eaten by a shark or I get a cramp, and it won't really count as <laughs> me taking my own life. And I literally, and I'm laughing about it, but it was so serious at the time. I remember being at my wits end and just swimming out without any lifeguards. No people were at this beach. And I just swam out. I literally swam out, I think a mile, maybe more. And I was just like, I'm ready to go. I can't handle this anymore. And I looked up and I'm just screaming at the universe, just screaming, you know, like I've given my every freaking ounce, my every, my every life, every ounce of life force I have. And, um, and, uh, I just remember crying and just realizing that there was some bigger picture happening that was out of my control. There was some bigger forces at play that I just couldn't, uh, couldn't comprehend in that moment. And I got a surge of energy and I swam back. And two weeks later, I found out about, about mercury poisoning. Um, and that was the turning point in my life when I completely changed my life and started my business and got my health back and, and completely eviscerated my, my, my mental, uh, ang ang my angst, my depression, my, my panic. And um, yeah, I would say those two are the most profound for me. What, what an adventure and, yeah. and, and what amazing divine guidance to happen in that moment where you feel like it's the end. You feel like you've given your all. You feel like there's nothing left, not an ounce more. And all of a sudden, not only does your intuition guide you to say, hey, there, there's something special coming down the pipe here. And, and not only that, but, but the acceleration of energy to be able to swim back to shore. I mean, that would have been a tough ending to the story to say, hey, I finally realized there might be something more. And then I drown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, he was so close. <laughs> but but to have that energy come through you to give you the ability to keep pushing through, to keep going forward, and and get to the moment where it was finally available and it could help you, and you and you gain this new knowledge and experience, and it turned it all around. How amazing is that? Totally. And that's, that's what I learned through this, through this journey is that we think we're at our wits end. We think we're tired. We think we, you know, we can't go on anymore. The spirit inside that, that thing inside the soul, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, that 
can go through anything, that can endure anything, no matter how many times we think we're broken. That's right. You just got to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Favorite quotes. What about an mm -hmm. awe-inspiring moment, a moment that left you in that state of just awe, like your jaw's on the ground, you're sitting there going, wow, wow. What's a moment mm. like that? Yeah. I would say that about uh, four or five months into my, into my detox journey, um, after learning about my true root cause of my illness, I started waking up with this profound sense of peace and joy and, and almost as if I was for the first time in my life in my body or, or for the first time in many, many years actually in my body. I was going through so much uh, panic that I wasn't actually living here. I was somewhere else. And I started waking up with this clarity, with this calmness. And it was like, it was like being born again and realizing, oh my God, where have I been these past few years? And just this, this joy overtook me, this calmness, this, this feeling of everything is temporary. Because I never in those moments of pain could have possibly imagined that I would have come out of it. It was eternal. It was, I was damned. I was totally stuck in that place for the rest of my life. There, I couldn't see a way out. And when I started feeling the fruits of my work, the actual peace, the actual uh, feeling like I was like calm inside my body and I can breathe and enjoy the air and enjoy the flowers and, and enjoy tastes and smells. It was literally like the, 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 what I learned through that experience was that anything is possible. Any type of transformation is possible. And I just remember waking up morning after morning feeling this, this it's it, really what it was was love really what it came down to it was the, it was the love vibration in my body that I could never feel throughout my illness you know some people just can't feel that love it's it's not like saying I love you is is the same thing as actually feeling that love vibration that exists in our body it's like a, a resonance a frequency a, a hum of love in, in the belly and in the heart and I started feeling that and I just knew in those moments that my life I knew my life's purpose and I knew that what I had done was going to change um, change the definition of mental illness. If not for me, definitely for me, but, but at that time, I hoped that it would change it for many, many people across the globe. Wow. What a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said there. The moment where you realized that you that all things were possible with love and, and not only that, that thought, but the feeling of it, the actual penetration into the body where you felt that deep love in that moment. That's special. Mm -hmm. That's very special. Yeah. Now we've gone from humble to inspiring. Let's switch gears. What's your greatest okay. fear? My greatest fear and my greatest fear, honestly, is, uh, is going back to that, to that place that I was in. Um, it's still, it's still lurking around the corner, <laughs> the knowing that those pathways of, of hell can be opened. Those portals of hell can be opened. Uh, you know, uh, that, that fear really, really is there for me. It's not, it doesn't overtake my life, but it's definitely there, you know? Um, yeah. Going back to that to that place, it's a mental place that I so that I remember, you know, and uh, 
Yeah. And so often we hear fear, uh, you know, can be a bad thing. It can be something that limits us or holds us back. Uh, but in this case, it, it may be something that, that fuels you, knowing if, that it's like, hey, I'm willing to consistently do the things necessary to make sure I don't have to land back up in that position. 100%. It, it fuels me. It really does. That's awesome. Here's something. Yeah. In your mm -hmm. future, what are you most excited about? My future. I'm most excited about turning this life into a paradise for myself. I really believe that it's our birthright to have uh, this deep, deep, deep peace, deep uh, connection to the earth, connection to other people, connection to ourselves. And I'm still working on all of that. I'm still working on achieving that level of harmony and connection. And, and I just know that it's my birthright on this planet to achieve that um, and, and, and success in all different facets of life, financial success and and spiritual, emotional, physical, all harmony and all on all of these different levels. I really believe that we have a lot of conditioning around the fact that life is supposed to be suffering and no doubt life is tough and there's always going to be obstacles and challenges. But I really believe that um, in the near future, and it's already happening, I'm watching it happen, but I really believe that in the not too distant future, I'll be able to have paradise on earth. I believe that's what this planet is like this, a DNA seed bank of all of these creatures and, and animals and so much variety of foods and plants. And I just, I view it like avatar, you know, the movie avatar, I view this planet in the same way, but we're just totally disconnected from that. So, so I'm looking forward to recreating that in my life, even if it doesn't exist on a global level, I want it in my life. Mm, I love that. The, yeah. the ability to create your paradise, wherever you are, the ability to, to craft the world and bend the world into what it needs to be, to, to really be connected at the deepest level, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, to everything around you. It's a powerful place mm -hmm. to live. It's powerful. Yeah. Now, we're going to switch gears a little. We're going to jump into this next section, which we call nuts and bolts. This is the practical, tangible, tactical uh, you know, part of the show where we can take things and people can immediately apply them. Uh, there's plenty we've covered so far that they can immediately apply, but we're going to really hone in and get specific here. And the first question is, where do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life each day as of right now? Where do I focus the majority of my thoughts and life and time? Mm -hmm. And mostly my majority of my focus goes towards my health. Um, and it happens in, in, in this fashion of a combination of many different things. It happens in this way of cleaning my body out, constantly cleaning my body out, but not with stress. So more so from a place of joy and, and harmony of putting in the right foods. I'm always thinking about the right foods, the right supplements, the right water, um, the right, you know, uh, just all of the holistic approach towards what it takes to have this physical vessel in, in, in harmony and, and working properly. So a lot of my thoughts are concentrated around that growth in that department. And also the word that comes up for me all day, all day is transformation. You know, it's like there's so many times during the day when we can get caught in some sort of story or get caught in a victim character, at least I can get caught in a victim character, get caught in something something that, uh, you know, appears so real, you know, and I just realized that every moment 
is an opportunity to transform and grow and to, you know, to, to, to just grow little by little. You know, I, I view this life as just this, this constant evolutionary process. What, what we're doing is we're evolving as humanity, I believe, you know, so that's never, we're never going to arrive at a destination and just be like, I've made it, you know? So I'm constantly trying to grow and evolve and not take things personally and not get caught in my story. So I'm just concentrated on transformation, on the right foods, the, all the health and self-love as well. Um, and, and there's a burning desire inside for me for, for success as well. Like, I don't know how that, what exactly that success means, but it's just this thing inside I have that can't be explained. And my consciousness often rests on that thing. It's, it's like a fire inside that wants to both help the world and become successful all at the same time. Yeah. That's powerful. I love it. And what would you say is one of the keys to your success in all of this? I think my my desire for my desire to help my desire this 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 my heart you know my heart really is probably my my number one thing that runs the show for me because i i really care about humanity you know and um even you know yeah i i guess i guess just my, my heart um does that answer the question it does yeah. <laughs> the desire to help and having a big heart, having a heart that cares and is open and, and, and able and willing to take on take on life each day and take on people and take on healing yourself and take on helping healing others. It, it's all heart. It's very cool. Yeah. And passion. My passion for what I do as well. I Because of what I went through, there's, again, intertwined with that burning fire inside is just this desire to show people that that they can overcome this you know mental illnesses and, and all of these obstacles with their health chronic illnesses and it's just this passion that i have it's not a choice it's not something i mean it's just something that lives you know inside of me i can't i can't explain it yeah mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah. now our final yeah. question is mm -hmm. what is one actionable tip that others can learn from listening to this that they can immediately apply and experience this kind of success in their life I would say uh, the two. Can I give two actionable tips? Of course. <laughs> yeah. The first one would be for people to change their water. Uh, our water makes up 75 percent of our of our blood of our of our body. You know, um, so we got to change our water. I love natural spring water from the earth. I love distilled water from a home distiller. Um, and when we change our water, we change our thoughts. We change our vibration. It's very important to start drinking good quality water. And, um, that's, that's one immediate practical thing. The other, the other part of that physical advice would be to potentially start, uh, experimenting with some fasting or juice fasting, or just some version of cleansing the colon out. Uh, the colon is our central channel of, of evacuation. And that applies to many different facets of life, physical, emotional, spiritual. And when we clean out that colon, we're cleaning out all of the junk in our, li in our lives. And most people have a massive amount of backup in that department. So that's the two physical pieces of advice. And then the other thing I would say is to just love oneself. You know, um, I read a book that changed my life called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It by Kamal Ravikant. And this book 
allowed me to transform my opinion of loving myself. I used to think that loving myself was like an egotistical thing. And I learned that simply looking in the mirror for four or five minutes a day and staring into my eyes and saying, I love you, I accept you, I love you, you do an amazing job. And just giving ourselves that unconditional love and that unconditional uh, acceptance, it creates so much space for, uh, for, for growth despite what people think that it may create complacency. It just creates so much space. So loving, lo- really, the practical tip, just to be stare at the mirror, as weird as it sounds, to stare in the mirror. You know, how weird can it be? It's just yourself, you know? Stare in the mirror for five minutes a day, dispersed throughout multiple times, and just say, I love you. You're doing an amazing job. I think you're doing work. And I, almost like you would talk to a child. You know, I love you. I love you, brother. Good work. Good work. And watch as your biological harmony, it changes everything on the biological level when you can just love yourself and almost be like a mother and a father to yourself, even if you had a mother and a father, you know? I love that. Kamal is a very good friend of mine, and it's a blessing to hear his work go around the world and reach people. Um, that book has touched so many people in such a wonderful way. It's love yourself like your life depends on it. And it, it, it's such a beautiful, simple, yet profound message that, like you said, it can literally change someone's life and, and teach mm-hmm. them how to reconnect. And part of self-love, like you said, I love the tip of, of fasting and cleansing and cleansing the colon. And I love the tip of changing the quality of your water because our, our body and our brain and our blood is mostly water. And, and if we're consuming, you know, low quality or bad quality water, it can royally jack us up from the inside out. And mm-hmm. I love these tips. Great, great tips. Um, yeah. So to wrap this up, I want to say, first off, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing so much of your life and your journey and your experience with us. We very much appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Jared. And for everyone who's tuning in, thank you for spending a little bit of life with us here on this show today. If you like the show, make sure to click subscribe. Make sure to share this with a friend. As always, we believe that sharing is caring, and we love caring people, so make sure to share. And uh, we very much look forward to seeing you all next episode. 